I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. We are your most chipper humans. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are so chippity chip chop. Oh my God. 2020 is the best year ever. Yeah. We were loving. We're like, oh my God, this is the best year of our lives. Yeah. Said no one ever. Said no one. <laughs> Someone showed me, it wasn't a meme. It was like a, like a funny, I don't know, blip that someone posted on Instagram that said turning 2020 into like the new F word, like apps of 2020 lootly or <laughs> go 2020 yourself <laughs> instead of fuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I was just at a family gathering, uh, which was nice. A little getaway from our, we still have the fires here in Santa Cruz and it was at a lake with my mom and my mom's brothers, my uncle and they're my a Jewish family. Aww. And, um, and, but so your mom, mom's our biggest podcast fan. She's probably listening to this as we speak. Not in this moment because that's the future, but <laughs> this is now. Um, but we were talking about swear words and how often April and I use, how we use swear words. Yeah. And so my mom and her brother, they don't, they don't cuss. Right. And, and it, they were raised that way. And, and she did say early on the podcast, she's like, Amy, do you guys need to say fuck as often as you do? But I swear, I'm saying fuck a lot more in 2020. Yeah. Fuck. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, mom. You can just say 2020. And that'll be known. Oh, now. maybe and then mom will be like, oh, thank you. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. So 2020, go 2020 yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. People will be like, you crazy. Okay. So this episode is with the ladies of cocktails, which is an awesome podcast. They're incredible. They have a YouTube channel. It's kind of like girl talk, women talk, anal yeah. sex, fuck boys. Yeah. I said fuck again. And sex <laughs> stories, sex toys. We're talking about all the things, worst sex stories, favorite sex positions. And uh, it's just fun conversation. They're incredible. So stay tuned. And we all are actually putting a video on our YouTube. If you want to see the actual video, we'll see our faces. And yeah, we are. in this episode, I do a little bit of a rant. We're talking about fuck boys. And I realized when I listened to it again, I'm not apologizing for my rant, but my rant is about someone who might be listening to the podcast who kind of screwed over two of our friends. Oh, yeah. And I didn't give the full background story, nor do I want to because it's a very long story. And I want to respect some of that person's privacy. I'm not going to say their name or anything. But if you are listening, just so you know. I got a little heated. I did not out who you are. But here's the thing that I didn't share in the episode. And when you listen to the episode, you know what I'm talking about. What happened on the final weekend when all the information came out about him screwing over these two different women is that he came into Santa Cruz, had sex with one of them on a Friday, then ghosted her, had sex with another one on Monday, and then ghosted her, and got all of his sex of all of his ladies that he was lying to about, you know, the other person the whole time, and then ghosted both of them, and then it all came out. And that's not the only thing. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this, this is just an addition to Do you have his phone number. I yeah, really want to call five, him five, 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 five. I'm sure if you're listening human that did this, you're a wonderful person in some ways, but like really 
it's time to clean up. If you need some references for therapists, I have a lot of them because it might be time to go and do some of that deeper work on your wounding so you don't hurt other people in the process because you've been doing it a lot. And uh, here's another thing. If you're also listening, uh, human that screwed over my two friends, uh, <laughs> you have a reputation. They actually have heard from other women. He has a reputation for not being very nice to women. So just maybe if you want to let that settle in, it's time. To go well, clean disclaimer, it up. maybe he needs to come with a disclaimer that says <laughs> I have a reputation. I have a this. reputation for being noncommittal. Yeah, I think he comes with a disclaimer of it's not me, it's everyone else's fault. Mm. I think that's where we're that's at. Interesting. Yeah. Familiar. Okay, anyways, we probably just lost him as a listener. Really sorry about that, but um yeah. To clean it up. Uh, <laughs> also, a shout out in, on, in the in good news. A woman named Michaela. Oh, sorry, I don't know if you're a woman. Michaela, a new Patreon donator. We haven't talked about Patreon in a while, we but still, I we still know. have it. We just don't promote it. Oh, but, uh, well, but shout you. out to Michaela for being awesome. Michaela donated five dollars a month to Shameless Sex to keep up our wine habit. We're not drinking wine right now because we are in a cleansing Maybe mode. That's why we're both grumpy. It's 2020's fault. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blaming everyone, and it's not my problem that's your disclaimer no it is my problem i have uh, you know someone else i was talking to was saying that 2020 is our opportunity to see our shit and do our work and i have some to do as well it's very apparent yeah i'm so, way angrier than i ever thought i was angry spice over here yeah I, apparently i am too i'm gonna get like five hate emails already for this. i hope not <laughs> God, you'll okay. read them. I'll just and then you can, I, yeah. you can give me the cliffs. I don't tell April so she doesn't get bummed. Are you ready for a sex question? Yeah, it's a longer one, but it's actually relevant to our podcast and how it is uh, getting in the way of a relationship dynamic a little bit. Uh, it's not. Don't worry, April. We're not. Don't be. She's already bummed. She's like, I don't want to hear. La, Taking la, la. off my yeah. head, my headphones. Now. <laughs> okay, I've been married to my best friend soulmate for 22 years. We started out with an always on fire sexual relationship. We had five kids, and things went the way things typically do with kids. But as our kids got older, we rediscovered our sexuality, although not as vigorous as 20 years ago. I have suffered from bipolar and major depression, and am on meds. My husband is very sexual in that he is always horny, but he struggles with ED erectile dysfunction to some extent he takes some medicines sildenfil for i guess for erections three i've never heard of it three times every day to help with ed i'm rarely in the mood for sex and often when we have sex he doesn't get hard or loses his erection before completion he tends to focus on me trying to make me squirt or orgasm then loses his arousal and erection it throws the whole thing off me thinking i don't do it for him i love my husband with everything i have but i just have little to no sexual desire there's been infidelity on his part which certainly doesn't help our sexual relationship okay so here's where the question comes in uh, with all that I, I've said, I feel his listening to your podcast has helped him respect boundaries as far as when I'm not feeling sexual to back off a bit. But his listening to your podcast has turned him into someone who thinks he knows all the sexual answers and expects me to spend my spare time listening to your podcast so I can become more sexual and open to certain things. I really just don't know how to please my husband anymore since he has been listening to two women who boast about penis pleasure and oral technique and role play and anal play and multiple partners and so much more he's wanting to spend hundreds of dollars on toys and lube uber lube just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) that's my my shout out i just don't know where to go at this point to make him happy the end so uh, i I thought this was actually a really important question i i actually bet this happens more often than we think where people listen and then they're like oh i I know all the things you should listen to so we can do all the things that i want to do and then the other person kind of feels a little trapped or broken or like they're not enough 
And I think that this is all is a lack of balance, right? His, his intention is probably, it's, it's a good place because it's educational. I want more connection with you. I want more intimacy. I want more adventurousness and exploration. How can we do that? Here's a podcast that has these, these things. Maybe you can listen, we can listen, we can try the things. But when it's out of balance, it's, well, I know all the things and this is the right way. Go listen to this sex positive podcast and then maybe you can you know, be more like me. Um, and so the, the question, there isn't exactly a question in here, but my answer will be for this listener that I feel for you in that, because that doesn't feel good to have someone push you in a way. And also that says, I already know all the things and you should too. Um, so my advice is to have a loving conversation about that, you know, how you feel when your partner shows up and now say, you make me feel this way. We talk about this all the time in the podcast, but Hey, when you say, I know, you know, you, you come across as you have all this knowledge about these things, uh, you know, give some praise for that. I like, that's wonderful that he wants to learn and try all these things. So give some appreciation for that. And here's what happens to, for me when that comes up, I feel inadequate. I feel pressured. I feel like I'm not enough. I want to learn these things and here's where I'm willing to go, right? Like maybe anal sex isn't my jam. It doesn't have to be everything just because Amy and April are into it. And there are some, their guests and listeners are, doesn't mean that I need to be too. So let's work together to figure out what works for us. And part of that is also working with ED. Does he know that your process is that you feel inadequate when his erection leaves? And that's your own ownership about that because uh, that's, I think that's part of living in society that thinks that we take it personally Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily a personal thing. He has erectile dysfunction and that's really common when someone pleases someone else for the erection to go away because there isn't focus on their cock. doesn't mean you can come back to the cock later, but at any rate, these are just opportunities for conversations for you to lovingly convey to him more about your needs. And you don't have to be what we are or what any of our guests are. The whole point of shameless sex is to show people that you get to be who you are and make your own rules. And it's not what your husband wants you to be. And it's not what April and Amy say you should be. It's it's who you uniquely are. It's different from every other person. And we're always learning. I do not feel that I have the vast sexuality of some, this person sounds like their sex life was pretty spicy and still, it still has potential to be. We don't claim to know everything. I definitely am still learning and investigating all of my sexuality still. I mean, sometimes I go weeks without feeling super sexy and like I'm fulfilling my partner in the ways that I would want to and then vice versa. Yeah. And there have been times in, in my relationship where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can explore that. I know this is what I should be doing. At the same time, I need to take care of my own needs. Maybe I just want to masturbate for a week just to explore some of my my um, my my body deeper than I know it. And then I can present that information to my partner. So maybe that would be something that you could try as well. It sounds like the medication could be having an effect on maybe some of your for her yeah, yeah. for your the medication is like a tricky thing drive. we're not doctors and that's that's a definitely a tricky thing here to and i know that that's really common for ssris and things to affect drive and you can talk to your doctor about maybe trying out different doses or things but again that's i'm not going to talk too much about that because it's not our area of expertise but that's a hard thing you want obviously you want to be connected to your partner and the infidelity it's, too yeah it sounds like she really loves him and that and it's vice versa yeah. yeah and there's ways if the love is there and that both people are 
really invested in, in, I don't want to say making it work because that sounds like a job, but in exploring the opportunities that you were talking about and looking at that as something they could explore more deeply and learn about each other more intimately, that could be really huge, especially five kids and 22 years. Five children? Yeah. Five children, 22 years Oh my God. They did say five children. You you have a lot on your plate. No wonder your desires. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Be so gentle be, with yourself. Yeah, be gentle with yourself, really. Yeah. And and for your partner, too, for him to be gentle with himself. It doesn't sound like he's too in his head about his erectile stuff. But, yeah, there's there's just a lot. And you're living in, in 2020, and there's so many things that make – I know a lot of people that are not feeling desire right now. And, and it's based on personal stuff and also what's happening in the collective. So I'm not a super horny, crazy, sexual human all the time either. I mean, I'm, I'm – uh, I struggle with within my own realm of what's going on in my life uh, of being like a sexual person and having the podcast has taught me a lot, having the guests that are on the show and I've learned to explore other options that are out there from things that we've learned on the show, but we're learning too. And it's an ebb and a flow and it's fluid and it's never going to be this constant thing. So even if it gets better after after a conversation happens, it could go back to not being as great. Yeah. So you just have to remember to to ebb and flow with your partner. And especially if the love is there and you have this deep connection that's beautiful and you share these awesome children and this like long history with each other, yeah. then you're going to have to do some work. And it's not always fun, but it could end up being even more blissful than you ever imagined. And those conversations are ongoing. Yeah. They're not, we have the conversation. We don't have to do it again. It's We have it, and then we feel good, and then we have to have it again and, or a different type of conversation. But that's a relationship right there and how they how they work. They are work, and yeah. they can also be really rewarding work. Yeah. Bio time. Thank you, listener, for uh, – actually, and your, the listener's partner is a listener too, so. Thank you for listening. Yeah, then we love both of you. Thank you. Both of you. All right, so let's talk about the Cocktails Women. I love them. Cocktails Dirty Discussions is hosted by Kiki Sedso and Medina Monroe. Both women are in different stages of their love lives, one single and one in a serious long-term relationship. The women give uncensored accounts about their sex and dating lives, relationships, and what it's really like to navigate the sea of love in Atlanta. On cocktails, the ladies gather over great drinks and discuss the latest happenings in their sexual experiences and dating lives. You can listen to cocktails on all of the podcast apps. All right, let's get to the show. But first, their traditional guidance with fertility has been just wait and see. But now we have tools to help us plan and track everything in our lives, finances, careers, school. Why is fertility still wait and see? Enter Modern Fertility. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Skip the doctor's appointments while saving hundreds of dollars in the privacy of your own home. You'll not only get insight into how many eggs you have and your hormone levels, but you'll learn about any potential reproductive red flags. The results go in-depth into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for the next steps. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off your test when you go to modernfertility.com slash shameless. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to Modern modernfertility.com slash shameless. Again, modernfertility.com slash shameless. Go check it out. And now back to the show. 
All right, everyone, episode time, and we are so excited about this. Big shout out to Madison, Madison, our intern at Shameless Sex, who came to us and said, I love this podcast. It's called Cocktails. You need to check in with them. They need to be on your show. And now it's finally happening. I think we had talked about doing this a while ago. They are in Georgia. We are in California. Now we're all on Zoom and everyone's podcasting over Zoom anyway. So what's new? It's, it's mm-hmm. actually perfect. Uh, but super excited to have you two here. And we're going to dive into all kinds of sexy things. And we always start with the same question. And it's, how did you get to where you are today? How did you start this podcast, Cocktails? How did you start talking about sex on the air? I've always been talking about sex since I was a baby. So, <laughs> You know, Medina and I know each other from high school. And um, I moved to Atlanta after I graduated college. And I went to school for broadcasting. So I've always wanted to do like online stuff. She moved away and I started the show without her with some other people because I wanted to talk about sex. I was finding that we were having these conversations and I was getting a lot of really judgy looks and opinions from people. And then she um, decided that she was going to move back to Atlanta. And I was like, hey, well, we're the ones, the friends who used to always talk about sex. We could share so many different experiences while we weren't doing the same things. They're necessarily into the same things. We were both really, really open. So then she came on the show and um, we, it's just been so much easier to talk about the things because the other person in the room is open as well. So we just, you know, trying to help people know that you're not the only ones that have hiccups in their love lives and it's okay to be a woman and like sex. And not only are we open about this, we have some of the most embarrassing stories. A lot of the times people want to be honest and talk about like the good things that happen to them. Kiki and I have no problem sharing the embarrassing shit that happens. And we're just like, God damn, people are like, that really happened? It really happened. You think Hello. I'm going to embarrass myself? <laughs> just just for a story's sake? Like, no, I'd much rather have a fairy tale life. But those aren't the cards I was dealt. Yeah, so it worked out. It made it, it's, it's, we're two relatable young women. It's not like we're out here like, oh, everybody paying our bills. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Sometimes we getting flued out, sometimes we not. Sometimes we having good sex, sometimes it's bad. And I think like with a lot of sex podcasts, people, or even dating and relationships, people assume that you're trying to tell people how to have a successful relationship. Mm -mm. I don't know. <laughs> We're well, quick to say, look, therapy we are for that. I don't, I'm not qualified. <laughs> that, I, like, that's mm-mm. something that is so, so with uh, like Amy and I's journey with the podcast too, which I'm sure you experience is that people want to know that they're normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And they want to hear people having these conversations about whether it's blowjobs or date nights or orgasms or squirting. And it's like, oh, wow, people are talking about this and actually doing that. Oh, and it's mm-hmm. okay. And that it's not I perfect have it. every time. Yeah. No. 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 Doesn't go, doesn't go that way. Okay. So what, let's start with, and usually we would start with the positive. What are some of the weird, you said you talk about some things that are like the, the bad sex, I guess. I guess I'll ask you, how would you categorize bad sex? What is a sexual experience that is not good to you? What does that look like? And I know this is unique for every individual, but how would you define that? And then maybe, do you have any cool stories about that? So I, thankfully, I normally have really great sex. Like bad sex to me is awkwardness. 
when we, maybe we go to kiss and like we're bumping head and we're just not really clicking. It's not, I can tell you don't really want this. You're not being honest with what you might want. I might not be being honest. We're being scary, scary sex. Mm-hmm. I don't like scary sex because if you're being scary and you really want to try something and you're not telling me, I can't perform at my best. A lot of my embarrassing stories come from sometimes the way I am treated by men. Now he might dick mm-hmm. me down good. But one of my most embarrassing stories that I have shared on cocktails was a time when I thought I was getting flued out in the prestigious way that most women talk about. And this man bought himself a first class ticket and he had me back in coach. And it was the most, I I mean, I was mortified. And this woman next to me, her name was Miss Shirley. She was like, he came back to the coach department and brought me a cocktail from first class. And the lady was like, you should be ashamed of yourself for accepting this. It was so fucking embarrassing. Mm. But I did fuck him that weekend and it was really great sex. (laughs) For me, bad sex is selfish sex. Like the entire, it's okay to look out for yourself and make sure that you get your pleasure. But don't forget, this isn't a masturbation session. There's another person or people there and you should try to please them. I know I do. So if I'm with someone and it's just like all about just what they want, even when I speak up, because I know, you know, guys are not mind readers. Um, they barely read most times anyway. <laughs> so they're definitely not reading our minds. And I'll speak up and I'll say things, but if they're just like super closed off, they want me to do everything and they're not really doing much, but like pounding me like a fucking jackhammer, like I'm good on that. And that has happened a few times. Those are people that typically I will not have sex with Again, um, I try not to have too many repeat offenders, but sometimes it's like, okay, maybe like you were embarrassed in the moment. I don't know. But um, I've been, I I get drunk sometimes. And so a lot of my embarrassing, uh, yes, sometimes, sometimes, yes, sometimes I was not drunk today or yesterday. Thank you very much. (laughs) So um, a lot of my embarrassing stories are when I was drunk, like, I don't know. I could do all, I just do crazy things. Usually somebody else has to tell me it can just be bad. I might flip out. I might fall asleep in the middle of sex. I have thrown up, but that was really just because I was sucking dick and it was going too bad, too far back in my throat. <laughs> just, a, it's always something embarrassing. I've fallen off the bed. Um, I got sciatica and I know it was from sex. I've been going to the chiropractor. Like it's just a lot. Sex gave me sciatica. Oh my God. You're like, like a carpal tunnel. Like he really broke my back. Have you ever got a Charlie horse in the middle of riding and you're trying to ride through the Charlie horse and you just simply can't? You're like, babe, I got a Charlie horse. We got to stretch it out. Can you please massage my upper thigh? I will fall over. That has (laughs) happened. Or a cramp in the neck. That happened to me last weekend. Yes. It's... That's not fun. You have to like massage it out, but it definitely ruins the I've, moment. I have a fun story about what you're just talking about a uh, blowjob and then th- also throwing up. And I don't know if alcohol was involved for this person, but Did we you throw have, up on someone. No, this wasn't me. This is a, we have oh. a mutual friend. I'll, oh, t- okay. I'll tell you who okay. it is later, but I can't say her name on the air. But she was <laughs> sucking her partner's cock, and I don't th- I don't know if she was drunk. I think she was just deep throating, and she was sucking her, the cock, and then she actually had the gag reflex. Where a lot of times gag reflex, they actually don't throw up, but she actually went to the side and puked. And then came back, just kept sucking that dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you at least she had the ass. courtesy of going to the side. I threw up on a man's dick and I just brushed it aside and so did he. And we just kept going. It was disgusting, but sexy. I caught it in my cheeks. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. 
Not to swallow it is so disgusting. Oh, no. That's what I didn't want to like. I didn't want to see it. Oh my gosh. Just- I can't even remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I have never done that. I have a really bad, bad re- reflex and I haven't ever thrown up, but I have definitely had a moment where I was like, it might be coming. And then I'll stop a little bit with just doing any deep throating and go into some other moves. This is kind of the funniest, <laughs> wildest sex stories. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess what we were wanting to also check in with you all about are some, what about top sex position tips? Because we get, our listeners love love tips. tips. They love them. Do you have any that you would recommend to our listeners out there? Tips. So lately I have become very good at riding dick. And I feel like a lot of women don't like riding dick. Like I used to not like riding it until, until I got the hang of it. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to tell your lady to do this, you need to go in on the dick, like knock knee almost like point your knees in towards his chest and almost like rest your knees on his chest. Not all the way, not all the way. Bend over use your hands as a little bit of leverage and you just want to pop that ass up and down. And it literally, you're not putting so much weight on yourself. He's, he has the weight on him. And if he's strong enough, he can handle it. And then it makes you better at dick riding. Also spell out coconut. When both of your knees are on the bed, spell out coconut. Cause it has a lot of turns and like grinds to it. O's and the C's and the N's or spell out your name. I last weekend, I spelled out my name. That makes it fun to ride dick. Cause you're like, am I getting the letter right? Ooh, get that C, get that C. And then y'all <laughs> might want to spell it together and he's like baby wait you missed the oh you missed the oh spell coconut and then you got to start over from the beginning oh my god <laughs> i love that um, i did one this morning actually and i like so the both of us were on the bed and this is more of like a side by side position so he was laying on his left side and like legs on top of each other just on his left side. I am next to him and my back is laying flat on the bed. My legs, my left leg is aligned with his left, his, both of his legs that are laying down on the bed. And the other one, he's holding it up like over his shoulder, over his right shoulder. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it was like, it was like my legs were in a Y, you know? And so it was great. Um, you just can really get in there really good. He's going to have to do most of the work, but you have to like keep your legs open and like really be able to be flexible and do that. But that's a good position where um, somebody can really penetrate really deep. And it's not a lot of pressure on anybody's knees because everybody's laying down. Mm-hmm. I got to look out for my knees and my bones in my old age. Everyone has to be comfortable. When it was, well, you can be more present when you're comfortable. One thing that I recently have been experimenting with what is actually after sex. So it's after orgasms have happened and we're in, you know, the, the cock is still inside of me. We're in that like slow moment of you know, the couple of minutes after. And a lot of times people will just like take the cock out and like they got to get the cum out of their pussy or whatever their whole, their whole agenda is. And for me, I kind of want, want to let it linger. I'm like, just let, just let it linger. This is like savor this moment, but there's something about if I let the cock linger inside of me, I focus on my breath or I can even do some Kegels or just like feel the cock inside my pussy. I can start having some explosive orgasms just in the complete stillness after it's after I've already had other orgasms Mm -hmm. during sex. And there's something that we're not even really moving and it's almost more powerful than the orgasms I had when we were moving during that time. 
I don't know. Not really a sex it's position. Like, mm-hmm. It's almost like what happens after an earthquake? What do they call that? Oh, like, aftershock. Aftershock. Yeah. It's like the aftershock. Yeah, I like that too. Especially like when you can grip the dick, whether it's soft or hard, the Kegel on it. Oh my gosh. I like to see the man go crazy, even though it's making me come harder also. I like to see the look on their face. Like, oh my God, I'm doing mm-hmm. it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, I can feel your pussy. It's just, it's just all like, strangling. What are you cock. doing? What are you doing? What is that? <laughs> yeah, somebody called me a demon a few times when I was doing some of these tricks. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Just snatch your soul. I'm like, mm-hmm. a, yeah, a sex witch. Okay, what about <laughs> anal? How do you all feel oh. about anal? It's anal August, by the way. It's our one of our favorite it's months. Anal August. Anal August. Yeah, it's a it's the month to celebrate anal sex. Maybe have some anal sex. Maybe learn about anal sex. How do you feel about? It? Do you like anal? What about rimming? Do you like mouths on your ass? Do you put your mouths? Have on you other ever rimmed? Asses? Yeah. Ooh. Let me tell well, you. Well, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> now I will eat an ass, but to like. And I don't mind mine getting eight, but like the rimming on me, I don't know. It tickles too much. It feels good, but it tickles. I find myself giggling, but I like to do it because I like to see the reaction on like his face and just like the way his body moves. But um, I don't need anything going inside of mine. I've tried it. Mm-mm. Not your jam. I Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> if, if I didn't have to, you know, sometimes you got to give your booty hole a break. If I didn't have to give my booty hole a break, I would let you fuck me in my booty all day, every day. I love it. I also <laughs> like a little bit of pain. So I think that's why I like it. And like your booty hole is just tighter. So it's like, I can just do more. I can ride a dick with my booty hole and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love it. But it's also work. There's it's just a booty hole. Yeah, it's a booty hole, but there's the preparation. You're I don't like, have to do no prep. She doesn't do any <laughs> preparation. I don't, I don't, yeah, she just goes right <laughs> for me i'm I'm checking in i'm like okay am i feeling gassy not a night time for anal when was my last bowel movement okay this morning okay good i absolutely love anal play now but i was so scared of it for so long and now it's one of my go-tos i think only about a a year a year and a half ago i I actually lost my anal virginity. We have her anal anal anniversary yeah. in our my, shared calendar for do. when she did her I'm first. Like, oh, it's my anal anniversary. <laughs> Is it January? And now I've actually had some of them. Yeah, January 17th. Oh, yeah. I have had the really powerful orgasms, and I never knew that that orifice was so potentially orgasmic. I always was scared because I had a bad experience. Maybe, I don't know, Kiki, if you said you had a bad experience, but I had painful experiences where I was like, this is not cool. Also, sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'm too gashy. I don't want anything else going in there. Uh, so it was just one of those things I'd never tapped into. And now that I have, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so happy that I did. And sex toys you can stick in there and just try little ones maybe I don't want to try to convince you or sell you I did do that okay okay I did do that (laughs) so um this company sent me an anal training kit one time right (laughs) one of our sex toy sponsors and they had heard me talking about like my issues with it so they sent me this kit and it's one of the ones with like three plugs that you work your way up through so I got the first one in there and it wasn't bad I also used a lot of like lube and I used a numbing agent to get it up there. I I was not numb, but I used it. It helped ease the pain, but I couldn't get anything bigger than that. Usually it's just too painful. Like I can handle a thumb, a finger or something. That's okay. That feels fine. But anything too big, mm -mm. 
Now, the crazy thing is I don't like um, phalanges in my booty hole. Like, I would rather you <laughs> use a toy or your dick. I don't want you to, first, it feels weird when there's fingers in there. It's like you're just digging around looking for some shit. <laughs> Get that thumb out my booty. You with the big leagues over here. I love when you went talking about the booty and you're like digging around looking for some shit and you're like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which can happen. It's, I mean, it's not the best, but it has oh, it happened. Happen. I'm like, oh no. Well, it's interesting. We, we have these different. Oh, I've patterns. gotten a lot. I've gotten sheets on a couple. Yeah. I've got. Hey, you don't have to go through that, but <laughs> that well, and that's why we like uh, black towels, black sheets, or the fascinator throw mm. in the color black, um, black condoms, black the- gu- gloves, black sex toys, anything that doesn't show. <laughs> Any of the leftover um, remnants, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the treasures. Um, yeah, when people are like, "I want a light colored," because I've been in the sex toy industry forever. I want to get a really light colored butt plug. I'm like, mm. we well, never see butt plugs in white. Do you cream color? No. Yeah, no. cream colored butt plug. But have Have y'all ever like messed with a man or a woman who likes to see the residue? Ooh, a lot no. of my guys like to see it. Oh. From from anal specifically, that would make me feel uh-huh. so from good if that happened. That's never happened to me. <laughs> I probably like going to take a shower after. Which what about the rimming part? So we, okay, so Kiki said she likes to give, rim, not receive, but not receive. Uh-huh. And right. what about what about you? Are you into rimming at all? I'm into it. I like receiving it. I'm. I want you to lick on my booty hole, but. A lot of the men that I deal with, they won't let me do it to them. The guy that I most recently have ha- been having sex with, I've been doing it. And Kiki advised me, don't ask. Like, just like start when you're sucking his dick, just start to creep your tongue back there. Because I would stop and be like, can I lick your booty hole? And he'd be like, no, no, no. Like, But then I try. I started trying to just dip my tongue back there and he kind of spread his booty open a little bit. to get a little comfortable. I think the words scare guys sometimes. I don't want it to just sound bad. Like, don't ask. But like, sometimes it's easier and they've, felt more comfortable when you just kind of do uh, some mm. nonverbal communication mm. and look at them like, am I going too far? And then give yeah. you the, or they spread their legs and you know what time it is. Yeah. You know what time it is. Well, that's when you have All to right, pay, pay, attention. Yeah, pay attention to their responses or, or you can start to put a hand or a mouth or something ne- near the body part that you're approaching and then check into as opposed to like you're mm-hmm. the interview. So before I touch your booty hole, you find this document and say, write out <laughs> no, it's like- letters, I consent to booty hole stimulation. Right. There. It's like a little awkward there, but you still yeah. you know, get that. You still I'm want like, consent. Let me do it. You're going to like it. I definitely. And then once they like it, I'm done. I, yeah. If they like it, you're like, okay. Okay. Hmm. I, w- I got off on porn with like watching uh, rimming uh, men being rimmed by really? porn stars and I never tried it. And then I was telling my partner about my this this porn that I was watching, this taxi cab porn where he was constantly getting rimmed. And then he's like, turn on the shower. He's like, come in the shower with me. So then I did my first rim job. And he spread his cheeks. And he spread his cheeks. And I was like, this is really hot slash. I wasn't, no, I didn't know if I'd really be into it, but I was totally into it. And that was only the, the, that was the first time. And now I've only, I think tapped into that three times and it's really fun. There's like something taboo about it. That's so hot. And yeah, the year of anal licking was 2007. Here's what I want to know. So you did it. Almost. 
Oh, sorry, froze. Say it again. It yeah, froze one for a second, time. One Medina, more time. sorry. Yeah. So you did it in the shower. You ate his booty in the shower. Were you drowning? That's a that's an actually great question. Yes, I got some water up my nose. And I was like, we have to turn. So I turned so the 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 drippage was towards my back, and then it was fine. And I don't know. He was the one that wanted to go in the shower, so I was all about it. But I had been telling him about. It. He's like, come in here, and I was like, okay. And, and he's, he's like, like a snorkel. You, and then yeah, he got and he's a big dude, and he totally like bent over. And was like, you're gonna lick my asshole. If his children are listening, sorry, <laughs> sorry, dear <laughs> <Marcia. laughs> Oh, no. They're in their twenties. They're fine. Um, shower sounds oh, okay. Like, sounds like a way better idea until you actually get there, and then you until get to, you're in yeah. the moment, and then you're like, "This is just, just this is designed to be." You know, also, I'm a, like, I'm an environmentalist at times. So I'm like, "Oh, the water and the environment." So you get like a, you know a couple of minutes, then it gets rid of the vaginal lubrication, or like, "Oh, if you have uber uber lube, some great silicone." That's like hot tub sex. That's hot never sex. fun either. Oh, yeast infection. For it's just sure. not. Yeah, absolutely. Or BV. And another thing with shower sex is like I probably have to put a shower cap on unless it's wash day and I'm like yeah. I, now I don't feel sexy I'm not gonna perform well get out the shower yeah 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 not <laughs> not worth it I was just like messing around in the shower like not actual sex but like just all of the kissing the touching maybe I can suck a little dick for a few seconds um you can play with my clit a bit I like to bring toys in there too so actual sex is very difficult but I still like to be there I don't know what it is about a wet body and I have this body oil and I keep it in the shower and what I do is if if I'm somewhere and he's not going to get in the shower with me I'll just put it on while I'm still in the shower while I'm still wet before I dry off and when I get out I look like a trophy and then if I'm in there with him (laughs) yes and I am the prize Um, and then if he's in there I'll put it on him too and it just looks good it feels good it's slippery it's something about just being slippery because i also like really sweaty sex like it's like wet my hair wet it all that's uh, i've had a lot of times where it's like i might have had clip-ins in or something <laughs> and i'll be in the shower like washing my hair like i'm in a shampoo commercial horrible idea the clip-ins are getting stuck it's just bad um but lately that's what i've been doing i'm like fuck it i am getting in the shower and like, everything's getting wet it's like your version of the sign of a good night is that your clip-ins are like popping out and everything makeup's all over the place and you know, medina on the other hand is probably like, like i just took know. a shower right before we did to, before i got on here with you guys oh. just so i could be clean <laughs> okay time for a quick break this podcast was made possible by Uberloop. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberloop, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberloop to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uber Lube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgyes.com. 
OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. I've had that sweaty (laughs) sex where I look at myself in the mirror afterward. I'm like, oh my God, that is scary. The mascara is like down my face. And I was like, well, I'm, it was light. I'm, I'm hoping that it was hot, but that's sign of a good fucking fuck which brings me to a question that mm. i have about fuck boys mm. <laughs> because that happened to be with a fuck boy oh, that i was i know uh, them experiencing <laughs> so when it comes to fuck boys do you have any top turnoffs or anything that you want to share for i guess what makes a man a fuck boy and also what makes a man desirable and hot for you on the opposite end oh maybe you think a fuck boy's hot i don't know that's sort of what i wanted to here they're usually fine i think the biggest thing for me mm -hmm, the biggest thing for me with the fuck boys is in my experience they have been the guys who try to convince you that they're this great guy great catch they don't know why they're single they want something serious they want something more than just sex from you and they will really put out all the stops in the beginning to show you that that's who they are Then after a while, it's not even necessarily right after you have sex, but after a while, they switch it up. You find out they've been lying about half of their life. A lot of stuff that they're saying is not adding up. And for whatever reason, instead of telling you what, telling you what they wanted in the beginning, they have just been lying. Like they are really good liars because it's very believable. You will be fooled because some guys are just, they're just liars and they're just not good guys. They're just bad guys. But the fuck boys are the ones who are really good at they're con artists. pretend. Fuck boys are con artists and they reel you in. They get you good and seasoned, put you on the grill and you think everything's going all swell. And normally they're swell. gorgeous men. <laughs> With great personalities. You've met their family. They met yours. You met their kids. Sounding very specific. You thought you were going to get married. <laughs> they took you to look at rings. And then they just lay it on you. And it's like, wow. The thing that I've learned about fuckboys, even though they trick you, they don't give a fuck about your feelings. Mm-hmm. They don't. Fuckboys They're just not like, sorry in the end. It's just they're like, not well, sorry in the end. And it's I crazy. never told you X, Y, and Z. Excuse me? Hmm. You took I me never to look told at you. wedding rings. Hmm. Uh, so I just want to say I just I just want to wait for a girls' weekend and because I like this. <laughs> so we were with, with we went backpacking with a couple of girls and in this weekend we talked about um that and I might just be stirring up some shit because I'm pretty sure this person I'm not going to out them but I think they're a listener <laughs> um this person who was fucking two of diff- my different friends 
Uh, I had two different friends fucking both. And they both kind of, well, no, sorry. It was not fucking them at the same time. He was fuck one of them before and the other one was after. And they both knew, but he was telling them very different things. And I actually like heard from mm. one uh, person, all the things that were being told to her and heard from my other friend, all the things were being told to her. And it was exactly the same, but like about the other person, you're like, oh, you're the best love I've ever had. The other one was not even mm. like, didn't even compare. I should have never been with her, blah, 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 all this stuff. And like, they're in the same circle. We live in this tiny little bubble here i'm sorry human if you're listening um but like not fucking cool and put it together like we're in a tiny little bubble here like we were all gonna figure it out it was going but to that's a sticky situation you yeah. said that they knew they were both fucking him what's when the, the problem one, of, one of them they weren't fucking them together the other one was not no after. but it, it was, was one after the times. other yeah so one but was still. earlier and they're not even really friends with each other but friends through friends and so they were just being told different information that was actually not true about what was going on Instead Essentially, what I'm hearing you're saying is people who manipulate a situation to get what they want mm-hmm. and they hurt people Master in the process. Yeah. They're, they're lack empathy along the way. They're not feeling into like, hey, the repercussions of me getting what I want here hurts other people's hearts by manipulating and lying and leading people on or putting on a front of here's who I am when it's not really who you are. And I get it. I get you want to mm-hmm. be all these things, but just be you and just be respectful. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. It's not that hard to be respectful, but I guess if you have a lot of trauma, maybe it is go to a therapist then like really stop stop stomping mm-hmm. on women and and or women stop stopping on men just like everyone just i'm sorry i'll get off my be fuckable or don't be a fuck boy <laughs> i feel you how about that right yeah. be fuckable don't be a fuck boy mm-hmm. and, yeah, and just like mm-hmm. i mean as we were talking about the worst sex too talking about people who are are selfish you know are not lovers that are givers this person i heard i heard wonderful things about this person as a lover he was a fabulous <laughs> lover he just happened to say a whole bunch of things that were not true that led people on this other way so you know you're dealing with even if it's just casual sex like we don't have mm-hmm. to tell people I love you, but you can still be respectful. You can still consider their hearts and their, you know, and their feelings and be like, I just want it to be casual. I don't want anything serious with you. And then I guess, mm-hmm. and what you wouldn't. So is someone to not be a fuck boy? Are they someone who is authentic? Mm-hmm. They're honest. They should, whatever they front with is who is genuine of who they really are. Like what's the opposite of fuck boy? Uh, um, a fairy tale <laughs> something that's not real um, but yeah somebody who's honest who can just be straight up with you because sometimes guys do want a relationship a lot of times they don't and if you know hey listen I like you I like spending time with you but I just really can't get into anything serious right now I want to keep hanging out with you but I just want to let you know that I'm not looking to really have a real commitment I can't do that to you and your actions match up with what you're saying and you keep that so when you say that and I'm like okay I get it maybe I even feel the same then after that you can't be calling me trying to figure out where I am who I'm with policing the people the other people that I'm dating because mm-hmm. I'm sure that if you don't want a commitment it's because you want to keep your options open right so keep your options open mine are open too I'll respect you I'll be safe but you need to remember that you're the one who said this is what it is so a fuck boy is going to try and tell you, you can't be dating these other people you don't need to do this you need to wear this you need to do- just all of these rules and it's like who are you to give me rules now a non-fuck boy is just going to respect that hey this is my position 
We're seeing each other casually. And that's the role that I play. If she's busy, I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum about it. She's busy. I told her I didn't want a commitment. She agreed to continue to see me. So they have to be okay with that. Or whatever, you know, the things are that they're wanting and not wanting. I love authenticity and honesty and mm-hmm. all those things. And I don't think you have to tell the full thing. Like, let me tell you Wait, every I just detail. I have to tell one quick story about a fuckboy because I think you two will enjoy a quick story. Fuckboy. I didn't really even know what that was until after uh, I read the while I was hanging out with him, I was clear as Kiki mentioned, I was clear about my intentions. I don't ever want to date you. This is purely sexual. And then he would tell me how you'd be a great mother. And I'm like, I don't want children. And he would say all of these, like, I love you. You're my girlfriend. I'm like, no, I'm not. We're just friends that are fucking anyway, fast Mm. forward. He Mm. was telling a bunch of people in the community that I hang out with that. I wanted to have his children. That's what this other guy was doing. That's what I'm talking about. And he was like, she wants to have my babies. And she, and so I actually got a text message, Amy, I was with Amy from his ex-girlfriend who he was still fucking around with, which I was like, fine. And she was like, what are your intentions with him? Uh, I heard that you're asking for all these things. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm getting sucked into an orgasm. (laughs) <laughs> that exactly I was like all I want is orgasm and unfortunately for me it was really great sex so I kept going back to it and I didn't find I was out just about to say did yeah. you keep fucking with him though because then I also think sometimes we we don't take the responsibility when the no. fuck because there's always little signs yeah and if the sex is too good or if they're really fine or if maybe they're helping you out financially we keep it going yeah when I started dealing with my fuck boy he had a vasectomy and he was lying to me telling me he was going to get it reversed took me to look at rings and all this shit and was making it seem like we were really going to be together but that was a really big red flag when someone gets a vasectomy that is so permanent and when he told me that I should have been done but a bitch wasn't because the dick was great it was swell it was <laughs> fucking immaculate sometimes we lock ourselves in even deeper we know we need to go and we're just like oh I can great, do it a great longer. sex dude great sex does some wild things I would have been done brain. with that dude so quick if the sex wasn't yeah. as good as it was yeah. and he was really into prostate massage and stuff that I'd never experienced before and I mm. had always wanted to check that out so bottom line is I know now what a fuck boy is I've yeah. experienced that and I just encourage everyone out there listening, if you know any and you're experiencing any of these things that we have, get out now. Well, I think pay attention to the red flags. We don't want to necessarily look at people and say, like, I go in there with your glass half full and just look for all the flaws. But when you see the red flags and you hear the things, the inconsistencies and stories, like the friends I'm talking about, they had these inconsistencies and things, and they just, they wanted to trust. They wanted to believe. Mm -hmm. But it's like, mm, you know, at least check in about them and don't dodge them. And because they're there for a reason, right? So I think everything is all about a balance there. Okay. Yeah. Before we wrap up here, sex toys, April and I are covered in sex toys right now. There's, we're literally, we're in a room surrounded by sex toys. There's like cock Ooh. rings here. We've got some finger vibes. There's a rainbow dick in a here. Rainbow. A rainbow <laughs> dick yeah. right here. Um, what mm-hmm. are your favorite sex toys? Like, what are you into right now? What are you, what are you using yourself or with partners, et cetera? I am addicted to vacuum suction uh, vibrators. I literally, me and my partner have been, he'll hit it from the back and then I'll put the round part of the suction right on my clit. And when I come, like, it's hard to come at the same time. We come at the same time. It's a beautiful thing. And you can literally just feel my juices rushing, rushing out onto his, I mean, it just feels so fucking amazing. And we, we do it while he's eating my pussy. I love a good vacuum suction vibrator. 
those are like um, i don't know if y'all can see that black thing by my pillow the womanizer um there's the bush embrace yeah yeah this one let me grab it we're just gonna bring it out. Oh. So if everyone's listening, we have YouTube channel and there's videos here. Stays on YouTube in the channel. bed with yes. me. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So this is a Lilo Sona Cruise. Oh yeah. Oh, it's cute. It has a uh, cruise control, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, like, where is that thing going? <laughs> there's this setting on that toy that, like, some days I'm like, I can't even handle it, and it's just me. It's just me. It has it has different like pulses and there's just like two of them that are just i have to wait like space it out like i can't use that for like a week but i'm gonna use it tonight but um <laughs> it's, tonight, it's yeah. great i get there in a few seconds it's waterproof but those are my favorite types of toys um I'm also into like the anal plugs. Like I just graduated. I was using a small one that was maybe like the size of my thumb. And now I'm using one that's like the size of maybe even three thumbs. Like, and I practice it. I I put it in sometimes. No, it's short. It's like shaped like a little heart. It's maybe Mm -hmm. like this, this much goes in my ass. Mm-hmm. And I love you can get it. one with I'll a crystal study. Medina on the end, so your butt becomes yeah. that's the kind of little. Have. You're like hi, or a tail. You can get like a fox tail and be like I'm a baby fox. <laughs> you can like you can do your your coconut while you're riding with your fox. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm just fantasizing now. Later, I'm gonna <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> masturbate to you yeah, with the fox tail. <laughs> <laughs> I love that section. But yeah, those are my favorite. It's it's mm-hmm. good. Well, the section feels so good. It feels so good. And it doesn't overwhelm you, at least for me, with the section I've used. I use Womanizer and Satisfier. Womanizer, terrible name. But these are the brands and then there's the products that they make. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can have orgasm after orgasm with those and they don't overstimulate my clit. Whereas if I use a powerful vibrator, it's just vibrations. Sometimes I, it's like one and done or like two and done. Uh, where it's there's something mm-hmm. about it, I think that feels really amazing. the sound of it too. Does it go like it's just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mine is getting real loud lately? <laughs> um, this isn't really a toy, but this is just an add on that one of our sponsors sent us, and I had never tried this before. Um, I used to be really good at sucking dick, and I don't know what's happening. The older I get, like I'm not good at it anymore. My mouth gets tired, my jaws start to hurt, so I got a numbing spray. And you spray it in your mouth and it makes your mouth numb. So you don't complain about like your jaws hurting or whatever. And you can just keep going. Hmm. And I wonder what this whole thing about maybe is it lidocaine or something in there? I think they put lidocaine in those. I think so. No, I think it is. And it's only yeah. numbing for like five or 10 minutes or something. It's not like a forever thing. Yeah. I'm so curious about like mine right here. Yeah. Well, let's see. What's yeah. in it? What would happen? Oral, to okay. So this is from mouth? Good Head. Good head. Oh, I don't know. Flavored. I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is flavor. It's sweet strawberry. Um, I don't know what's in it. It doesn't say. Kiki just starts like slurring words at the end. Like, I, I have <laughs> this one's brand new, but I've used a minty flavored one. It does help. Yeah. I could still talk. Minty. Yeah. Um, um, it wasn't this one, but I could still talk. So, but like the, I sprayed it in the back of my throat. Yeah, you have to get it in the back of your throat. If you accidentally don't, it don't taste that great. Yeah. Um, 
Another good toy that I just started using are the nipple clamps. I like a little bit of pain. So Mm -hmm. if we aren't doing anal, then I want to feel pain in another way. I don't really like when you smack my cervix. So the nipple clamps, I like to put them on and put them on the the tightest ring. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. I like the nipples. If you're into pain, I I found that my nipples actually can scare partners where I'm like harder. And they're like, oh my God, am I going to pull your (laughs) fucking nipple off? Like they're, it literally is, I've, I've had clothespins on my nipples before so i've i've had like all of the clothespins there's no light it's just it's just intense at all and that's it and when <laughs> once that happened i was like oh i can handle some shit and there's something about it that there and i mean we, we the pain pleasure overlap is so similar you know it's in this happening in the same in the same place in the same way and so you can turn pain into pleasure and yeah it's it's all uh mind over matter Have you ever everyone. tried to sex swing either of you one of the sex swings oh no but i want to that's Christmas. that'll be good for Coming. my back. I'm gonna send you one. <laughs> it's really good. You can have one that slings over the door, and then you close the door, and you can actually have I've so seen that. The oh door. my god! It is so amazing, and that is one of the the most fun because you can obviously not have some people have like a full room for a swing in their home, but this one you can just take it down after you're done fucking. But I don't know. That is one of my new favorite. Uh, objects. You have one in your oh house? I have one from that's old that I just started busting out. I just found it. You need to bl- you blow that dust off. And you need so to- wait, when is a swing and it's on your door? How exactly does that like, work? Because actually what head? I just pictured, like having like some restraints or something, not an actual swing. So it's, it's like a sling. It's like a sling, yeah. but it goes, so you obviously can't swing through the door because you have to put the straps and they have these weights uh, and then you close the door and then you can basically just kind of swing out and then fuck that way. So, or you can have your back pressed against the door, uh, but the weight mm-hmm. of the door and then closing, they can pull you. Yeah. Yeah. And then them? they can pull you and, and then you can go mm-hmm. out or so, and then your legs are up on the straps. And if you like some pain, you're going to be pounded into a door. So it's perfect. Yes. That sounds sexy. Like I would want to hang that on my patio door. So oh, I'm looking outward. outward. Cause um, I do live in an apartment, but I am willing to try it. Try it. <laughs> well, well yeah. guess what? To our listeners who want to try any of these toys, oh, yeah. we have a sex shop for you. It's called purepleasureshop.com, and you all get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. Hey, mom, that one was for you. Aww. It's my mom. We own the sex shop together. Ha <laughs> ha. You love that. are so fun, though. I wish that we had like all night. And I know you're in Georgia, so you're on the East Coast. And so you're probably getting mm-hmm. hungry for dinner. And I think yes. that. This was Madison. Thank you for for recommending Thanks, this. Madison. Because you two are Thanks, Madison. Fabulous. Thanks, Madison. Yeah. And we can't wait to have you guys on our show. We definitely have to do this again. This was great. So will, wait. Will us. you all? Will you please? Yes, please tell our listeners how to find you, where to find you. I know that you're on YouTube. I've watched a lot of your videos, but please plug, plug, plug because we want our listeners to find you. We are on pretty much any app that has podcasts, except for Tidal. Um, But we are on a lot of podcast apps. You can find us there. You can find us on YouTube. Um, You can also, our episodes come out every Thursday. If you're a patron, um, as long as we can record early enough, we've been releasing the episodes early, especially for our patrons. And then we do bonus episodes there too. So that's patreon.com slash cocktails. And then on Instagram, uh, which is where we're, we mainly are. We have Twitter, but we don't use it as much as Instagram. We love to post funny stuff and like interact with you guys on there. The Instagram is at cocktails podcast. And then my Instagram is Kiki said so. Mine is at coffee bean Dean. And mm-hmm. then my Twitter is Medina 
I always get it confused. I think it's Medina underscore Monroe. Thank you, yes. Kiki. And then also, you guys, I do voiceover. So if you guys ever want to hear me talk nasty and not see my face, please go to dipsy.com and use my code Medina and you can get a free 30-day trial to listen to some of my sex stories. We love Dipsy. Everyone's going to do that now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. And cocktails, remember, y'all, it's spelled C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S. Uh-huh. So when you're looking Exactly. Yes. Cock. So check out Medina and Kiki's <laughs> show, and you're going to definitely hear us on their show sometime soon. Thank yes. you. And to all of our beautiful, shameless sex revolutionaries, remember, check out Margins Wine. Go to MarginsWine.com. Amy and I have been fans for so long. We're drinking right now with the cocktails. Humans over here, the beautiful ladies. Cheers. And uh, cheers. Wine. Go check drink out it that. after our cheers. We're, we're going to see you all next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.